Now, back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. New Iberia's only daily live call-in talk show. Thirty-five minutes after eleven o'clock, our mellow joy coffee time. My pleasure to welcome back to the show Richard Abear from Abear's Garden Center. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Jeff. You know, I, I, I kind of quantify the weather we're in right now. It's my quantification. You know, I talk about heat. You know, phase one. We got phase one. We got phase two, and we got phase three. I think we're in phase two, which means that it's hot. I mean, it's it's hot, and phase three will come up, but usually that's in August. Mm-hmm. But right now, we've jumped to another, uh, another. you know, we're starting to, you know, we've, had, we've gotten to the nines before. Now it's consistent. Then you add the dry weather to it, and um, it's hot, Jeff. Yeah, not uh, as much rain, even though we've had decent rain chances. We haven't had a lot of rain no, with it. You're right. I mean, I guess there's been pockets in areas, but... Around here, it's been relatively dry, and you're correct. Uh, it, it's it's to another another extreme. So you, you kind of want to watch that. And when it when it comes to, especially when you're doing general fertilizations, you, you know you can always fertilize your vegetables and all that because you you kind of stay on top of that. But when it comes to general fertilization of whether it be you know live oak trees or or uh, lawns or just Areas that maybe you won't pay as much attention to, I, I tell people, just don't do it until we get some rain. And I know in ideal words, Jeff, you should put it down, then we get our inch of rain, perfect, and boom. But you know how that goes. You know, that 9% chance of rain, it's bone dry, you go fertilize, and we don't get the rain. So you, you really got to, you know, when it gets to this point, let it rain first, then go put your fur. You have to have to water it in, that's fine, but it's really, really dry. And so uh, you want to be careful when it comes to that, you know. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, people who, who fertilize they made their lawns in April, we generally say, you know, late May, June, fertilize again. And I always stress that, look, you know, I'm saying late May, June. If for some reason in the middle of a drought, it's okay. Wait till July. Wait till we get some rain. Never do extensive fertilization when it's this dry, even if you can water. It's not worth the risk, and you're going to probably, uh, you know, uh, inflict more damage than good. So, you know, just go ahead and. And wait on that. Yeah, and, and again, even though you're saying don't do it uh, if you really had to, how many inches of rain, and put it into that perspective, the kind of watering they would have to do to do what rain would do if, if it came? Yeah, and, and well, the, the problem is is that, uh, let's say, I mean, you want a, uh, a, a good inch of rain to so that you can do it. But if you, let's say you put it down and it didn't rain, okay, uh, then you'd have to, put an inch of rain and you have to keep doing it yeah. to to make it worthwhile generally with generally with rain uh we'll get a rain it'll be overcast and it just won't evaporate as fast but you that, that good point there man. with the rain usually comes some clouds clouds right yeah. and so and so it, it's a combination of a lot of things but it's just not worth it you know just say wait till we get a you're right jeff wait till we get a good rain you don't want a quarter inch rain and say oh it rained no you need a you need something that it's obviously to you it was substantial and uh and then you can kind of do what you got to do doesn't mean you're not going to have to come back and water again but what it does mean at least you got it you got it down so that it's just you're not watering to to feed the plant you're watering to kind of get the fertilizer to break down and that's a big difference on how much water you're going to need so just be aware of that and and be careful uh 
in general, you know, phase two is when we start to get people start coming in, whereas before, Jeff, for containers, people were coming in saying, you know, uh, uh, my, my, my plants are yellowing up uh, in between waterings. What's going on? And we tell them uh, it's, it's, uh, it's drying out in between waterings. This phase, they're not coming in saying it's yellowing. They're coming in saying, hey, my plants <laughs> are brown, browning up. And so it's really, really critical for a lot of reasons. And, and obviously the critical one is your temperatures are hotter and it's much, much drier. But even more importantly, the, uh, the plants that you planted as small little seedlings and maybe were two or three inches tall, maybe 12 inches, 18 inches, 24 inches tall now, which basically means not only do they have uh, a lot more at the top, but they have a lot more root system too. So they're going to be utilizing a lot more water than they did a month ago. And so the combination of the plant needing more water, the heat, and the dry, you're going to have to stay on top of it. Mulching helps tremendously, whether it be in the ground or containers. Again, the mulch will keep the soil temperature soil temperatures lower, and it will keep that moisture from evaporating as fast. So the, the moisture that comes through rain and or the moisture that comes through watering will be retained for a much longer period of time if the plants are mulched. You can also add mulch. You've got to remember, if you're planting some bedding plants, Jeff, that were maybe uh, you know two inches tall when you plant them, and now they're eight to ten, eight to ten inches tall, you couldn't put four inches of mulch down when that plant no. was short. No. It would just envelop the plant. So now you can, you can do it, and you can say, well, man, I just don't want to spend the money or whatever. Then look at the areas that are causing the most problem. It's usually full sun areas that are, that are the, the biggest thing. So if you have some areas that are maybe a lot shadier, focus maybe adding some mulch in, in those areas that are in full sun uh, as opposed to uh, part shade. Also, it helps you tremendous amount with the weeds, a, a, a lot. With uh, you know, A lot less weeds will come up. And the weeds are growing, by the way. And uh, even though it's dry, for some reason they manage. However, uh, uh, when it comes to the weeds, you are going to see – a, a reduction in the amount of weeds because of no moisture. But be aware that when it starts to rain, that they will come with a vengeance. And so just uh, be aware of that. Talk a little bit about uh, vegetables, Jeff. And uh, it looks like right now, uh, you know, we're having a, a, a good tomato crop so far. For the most part, it's uh, it's done really, really well. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about your, okay. your cucumber plant. I'm excited. And uh, the uh, – uh, you know, we, we get into normal issues right now. Birds are going in there and pecking the uh, tomato. And, you know, we have, I brought in here just to show, like, this is bird netting that you have to build up. I was going to ask you about that. And, and basically, this is like a 14 by 14 netting that it won't, uh, it won't prevent squirrels, but it prevent birds from pecking the, and just ruining the fruit. Uh, another, another way of kind of slowing the birds down is harvesting the uh, tomatoes a little bit earlier than you, when they start to just start to change colors. Birds generally are seeing that red, and they go and, and peck it. So as soon as they change, start to change colors, peck it. Remember, a tomato will continue to ripen uh, if it's reached the point where it's changing color. Uh, it will continue to ripen. So you could do it that way, too. And, um, but that's, that's been an issue. Squirrels have been an issue, too. Generally, I find with squirrels is they don't get them all. They'll get a few. And, uh, but, you know, that's a much harder, harder uh, you know, you have to almost build a wire cage, but you know this is this netting, this bird netting is actually, uh, I guess nylon or yeah. And they'll cut right, they'll eat right through that. How how you know I, I get a squirrel can climb a tree, but a tree is substantial enough to hold them. Right. How do they? How does they manage to climb up that tomato plant? Well, remember they can actually jump. 
And so they can jump and just pull it and break a limb. You know, I've seen that oh, one actually, and man. they'll break it. So, oh, no, they have their ways, and uh, it's pretty amazing, you know. Squirrels are uh, pretty amazing. Yes. Let's go to the phones. Uh, perhaps a question for Richard. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, quick question. Tomatoes not ripening. Been on my vine for some of them for four weeks, and they just won't ripen. Okay, so that is a combination of a couple of things, but probably the biggest issue it would be moisture. It could be a varietal uh, 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 reason too, but more more likely than not, it's the uh, it's the lack of moisture. Now, I'm realizing you're probably watering, and that that certainly helps, but uh, it will slow it down dramatically. It's also going to affect the size of the tomato itself. You can have maybe more that are going to be smaller than normal, um, but th- that's 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 mainly due to lack of moisture and um and then also it's going to be size but hang in there they're going to start ripening shortly and uh once they start ripening you're going to start to see a substantial number start to ripen rather quickly so four weeks on the vine green is not unheard of not unheard of no thank you very much appreciate appreciate the call 367-1240 if you do have a question or comment for richard i was going to say is there a point where he should be concerned not really. I, th- I think you know, another another issue too is is lack of sun will delay it. But I was assuming that he probably has grown tomatoes over the years in the same location. And he's, he's getting a decent amount of sun, but less sun will slow the ripening process down. And uh, but no, it, it's going to happen one way or the other. It just it's usually dependent on if they stay on there too long and they don't ripen, they're going to be smaller b- because of the lack of moisture. And, and also with lack of moisture, we'll, we'll get these fluctuations in moisture will cause, uh, you know, all of a sudden let's say we get a, you know, a, a two or three inch rain. And then all of a sudden people are bringing in tomatoes that are splitting. And that's because they grow really, really fast and, they, and, the, and the skin surface isn't strong enough and they kind of burst. And so that's probably going to be the next thing that's going to happen uh, once we get a lot of rain. Now, a green tomato, which is, is it's a different variety. It's a variety, right. And you know, you, in theory, you know what you're getting when you plant. Exactly, exactly. So, there's no chance he's just... I just, no. No, no okay. cause it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a common issue in weather like this. Okay. Where it's just not, uh, it just takes, it just takes uh, more time for it to happen. Real good. Uh, uh, the, the we also started people are bringing in the the yellowing of the plants and we've talked about that where the leaves are turning yellow in certain sections and that's fungus issues and you say well how are we getting funguses when it's dry Richard you've been telling me that when it rains well that's true but as as the tomatoes get older and older with the humidity we have you gotta you gotta stay on top of it it's just that it's gonna be a lot worse if we would be in a lot of rain the fungus issues would be a lot worse so you know droughts are are much or, or better in terms of the fungus problems, it doesn't eliminate them, though. So I'd still spray with the fungicides. And remember, listeners, you know, you never want to water the leaves. I mean, if you can just soak the ground in the mornings, ideally, but you can soak it any time you want, but ideally you would soak the ground, not the leaves, and that prevents a lot, a lot of issues. Mulching is just as critical with uh, vegetables as what I just talked about uh, with uh, ornamentals, and especially critical when it comes to raised beds where we have these beds, and they become really, really popular, Jeff, where people are raising, you know, a 12-inch bed, maybe a 4x4s or 4 by 8 uh, uh, beds, 12 inches tall. Great. Uh, it's just that they lose a lot of moisture because they drain really good. So, and, and also the, uh, the, the heat penetrates the soil much, much greater 
because it's not, not as much substance in the soil. So mulching is a huge benefit to, uh, to keeping the moisture consistent. And again, remember, you know, inconsistent moisture because everybody will say, oh, no, I'm watering my plants. Yeah, you water the plants, and that kind of keeps everything going. But uh, it's just not the same as we get this moisture and it stays consistently moist. Uh, so mulching is a uh, uh, really important. You know, fertilizing in the uh, garden different than fertilizing in the lawn at yeah. this point. Yes, it is. It is, and uh, you definitely you definitely want to fertilize. And 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 the reason is because you got to remember, like whether whether it be a shrub or a or lawn, for example. Well, that's perennial. They're going to be there forever, and you're not producing anything. Well, with the tomato tomatoes and the bell peppers, and everything else, that's a short. Uh, you know, you got a short short window to pro- for production. So you want to really pump the fertilizer to them, and and but you can water that enough to to sustain. It's just one plant or a few plants you can soak it and keep it moist because you got to do it anyway. So you definitely don't want to delay fertilization when it comes to vegetables because you do want to keep them uh, uh, growing. You want to keep it, uh, you know, the nutrients substantial enough to continue to produce produce fruit and uh, vegetables. So. Yeah, you do want to fertilize that. You just, but it, the same is true. If you do it, you need to make sure it stays yeah, yeah. really, 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 really wet to cause it. We 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 have not seen a lot, but we will start to see more of blossom end rot. And for the listeners, I've talked about a few weeks ago where the bottom of the fruit, squash especially, I mean tomatoes especially, but squash and peppers will get it too, turns black. And that is going to, uh, as it continues to get drier, we're going to see more and more of that. Easily solved. Calcium nitrate or liquid calcium on the leaves. It's all it is is the lack of calcium caused by they can't pull the calcium out of the ground because it's so dry, even though you're watering it, and uh, because it's consistent moisture. And uh, so it's an easy remedy. You don't want to lose any fruit, so you definitely want to fight that battle before it occurs so you don't lose too many. Gotcha. Uh, that's a business okay. line going. All right. So you brought some plastic apples. Well, I did. We're going to talk about that. Okay. It's like how are your cucumbers doing? Doing good. I, I'm pleased. Uh, I don't know if you'd be proud or uh, be ashamed of this. You had provided me some uh, Fertilome fertilizer some 20 years ago for my Boogan Villa. That's right. And I was looking around uh, this one thing, and I saw it there. Does that go bad? If it's dry, no. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I figured it couldn't hurt. Right. I didn't know if it would be effective, yeah. but I thought uh, it seemed to be effective. So. Uh, I bet it was. It's a high nitrogen, which is kind of it's kind of like a side dress. You want something high in nitrogen, so I think that's good. You kept it wet. You'd have known how long ago you did it. Oh, about a week and a half. Okay, yeah, yeah. you'd have known by now. It would have, yeah. within a couple of days. It would have fried if you'd have overdone it or whatever. Yeah. But if it was dry, not clumpy, that means the moisture didn't get to it. It's fine. And no, that's good. You do that once a month, yeah. Yeah, that often. Yeah, okay. and so and because remember when it comes to. And his is in a container, but when it comes to raised bed, that fertilizer leaches out easily. It just goes away. So it's really important that, uh, that you continue to fertilize uh, in the ground. Any, any cucumbers yet? No, no, I'm okay. far from that, I think. But uh, it is starting to catch the trellis. I th- you know, it's just gotcha. getting to that stage. So it hadn't flowered yet? No. Okay. Not right, to my ahead. knowledge. But, and I will say uh, the spray you brought me for the, the Oh, the uh, miners, leaf the miners, leaf miners yes. seems to be doing its job. Right. Uh, you know, uh, as you recommended, don't cut all the leaves off with right. the, the miners, but at least this prevents, and the other leaves uh, seem to be doing good. Yeah, and at this point, what's going to happen is you're going to get the leaf miners will still be there, but the leaf 
in theory, the plant growth is going to be so uh, fast that it's going to come out with leaves and the monitors won't be able to keep up with it. So, so we reached a point where it should really start to take off. But um, uh, we are starting to see more than normal issues with the cucumbers themselves coming out deformed. And that's a pollination. We talked about this a yeah. few weeks ago. But I'm starting to see more and more people with uh, cucumbers that are not round but really oblong and, and, and short and – uh, uh, and that is a pollination issue, and that's, you know, it, it, I, I think it's mostly due to the heat. It could be uh, because of the uh, uh, the bee issues, or less bees. But I believe this one is that as temperatures get really, really warm, uh, you get, you're going to have some that make it. it. You know, it's amazing, Jeff, when it comes to pollination. There's a there's a window of time where these flowers will be pollinated, if, for example. We just get maybe uh, a day of overcast weather, just milder a little bit, and you know all of a sudden you get some cucumbers that are beautiful, perfect in shape, and you get a, still get after the fact you get a bunch of the deformed, and that's strictly because of heat, and it's just a I mean, mother nature is really interesting. It's just a it's just a kind of a, of a game of when that thing was pollinated and, and what happens. But we're seeing a lot of that with the cucumbers, and that's going to be there's really not much you can do about. It. Keeping the moisture consistent will help the plant itself, but when it comes to the pollination, eh, you know, you just got to hope for a few overcast days. If we get three or four overcast days, you'd be amazed how much better and they do. Although some people are doing really, really well, but I, I guess I'm seeing a lot more of these deformed cucumbers uh, than we normally see at this time. And I think it's direct correlation to uh, the amount of uh, heat we're getting right now. I've seen some commercials uh, for a cure for bent carrots. Uh, but not cucumbers. <laughs> That's another thing altogether. <laughs> That's for another uh, talk, uh, oh, Jeff. Okay. Not, not, not me. <laughs> okay. uh, but anyway. Uh, anyway. We, we, we're starting to see, uh, you know, the ones I talked about, the city mo. A customer came in and said that garbage cans were turning black, and they, uh, uh, they wanted me to know if he had a, some kind of detergent or that it could be safe. They won't hurt the grass around there. I said, hmm. And he said, I think probably they, and I get some a service comes and spray from mosquitoes. And I said, well, where do you locate these garbage cans? And he, sure enough, he said, under crepe myrtles. And that is a classic. Crepe myrtles, hollies, magnolias will get sooty mold, which is an insect that is actually eating, sucking on the leaves, and their droppings are falling underneath. And that the droppings will, will make it sappy, and all of a sudden, within days, it will turn black because it mildews because of the heat. And so it's really not, it's just, so you got to get rid of the, the insect that's causing the problem. And so we showed them what to do. There's some drenches you can drench, and you have to spray them once you get it. But if you have any leaves at this point that haven't turned black, but it's a crate murder, go check them and make sure they don't have this, it's, it's like this uh, gummy, sticky substance that's on it. And if it is, the leaves will eventually turn back. You want to get rid of it, one, for the crate murder itself, and, uh, you know, the crate murder will... If it, all the leaves turn black, there's going to be a lot of less photosynthesis for next year's crop, uh, flowers. And then, uh, but same thing with the magnolia. You just want to keep the tree healthy, keep it green. And there's easy ways to stop it, prevent it, and to, once you get it. But you just want to do it sooner than later. You wait too late, those leaves will all turn black. There's really not, not much you can do until the fall and they drop their leaves. But, but anyway, we've been seeing that. And then the... Uh, uh, getting back to lawns, uh, you know, something the listeners want to be aware of and kind of watch for is, you know, when we start to see brown patch like we saw in the fall and in the, in the uh, spring, uh, spring 
people kind of mix, mix diagnosis and say, man, I got chinch bugs. Okay. Well, now's the time that I haven't seen any yet yet, but now's the time that we're going to start to see chinch bugs, army worms, uh, grubs. I mean, they love this kind of weather, especially the chinch bugs. They like it hot and dry. And, and not necessarily that they like it hot and dry, but they kind of always there. But when, the, when there's enough moisture in the soil, they don't need to start to cut plants to pull moisture out of it. And so if it gets dry enough, we're going to start to see chinch bugs. And it won't be these round, perfectly round spots. It's going to be irregular spots. Yes. And then you'll start to see this browning, and it's kind of just huge areas, not round areas, but huge irregular areas turning brown. And we will start to see that. Now, one, one way to help minimize that is to water the lawn. And uh, we getting we getting close. It's getting dry enough that you know you can give it you know an inch of water a week would be great uh, to kind of help minimize the damage or or prevent some of the damage, um, and and just to overall health of the plant. But so we want to watch that. Remember, you know, we always talk about cutting that grass high. This is the, this is the time of year where it gets more critical that the maintenance of the grass. You should cut it less cut it you know two or three inches high you just don't want to scalp the lawn at this point because it's getting dry and it will just uh burn and fry so kind of look out for that and uh if we do need to water i think we're getting close to that time where uh it could uh possibly need it oh the reason i bought these yes. two uh these these round little apple things this is the time of year where people are bringing in the harvest right jeff you're bringing in your cucumbers you're bringing in your tomatoes you're also buying them at the grocery store, and when you buy them at the grocery store, generally this time of year, or you're buying fresh produce. A lot of people bring in their fresh tomatoes and cucumbers. That's why you see an abundant amount of a lot of things right now. So with that comes uh, fruit flies mm-hmm. or gnats and all that, and you can clean them off, and I clean off my cucumbers and all that and tomatoes, but still there's going to be some remnants, and they'll they'll uh, they'll hatch very quickly and you'll get these little gnats flying all over this is a real easy remedy you put this on the table it's actually you know there's a mixture they put in there but there's there's also you go online as a vinegar mixture that you can put in there and use it this is more decorative but that's what it is and uh you know a lot of people misdiagnose they think it's coming out of the uh uh of the pipes yeah. yeah sink and sometimes that is but if it's if it's this time of year generally that's what it is it's you're just bringing in you you kind of forget Oh yeah, you know what? I did bring. A, I did buy a watermelon and bring it in, mm-hmm. and uh, so those little things will cause it. But they're out there now, and people are, are, are coming in trying to deal with that. Um, would, well, would putting things in the fridge help that? And when when do you not want to put something in the fridge? Um, well, you know, the, I guess the good good rule of thumb is that uh, uh, if the if the the grocery store has this stuff in the fridge, you should store it there, and so. That's kind of the easy way to look at it. You know, cucumbers are generally stored in the fridge. But, you know, a lot of times you got fresh fresh cucumbers, you just harvest it. You ain't got room, you know. And, and that's the other issue, Jeff. You got, you know, when the crop comes in, it comes in, especially uh, small gardeners. I mean, I bet you right now people are picking <laughs> 10, 12 tomatoes a day, and it starts to build up. I and mean, you can put all this in the refrigerator. And uh, tomatoes actually will do better, uh, you know, out of the refrigerator. But, but, you know, what, what you going to do with a, a melon, you know? Yeah. I mean, what you going to do? So there's a lot of, lot of reasons why the fruit flies are coming around, but it's, uh, it, they're definitely there, and we're starting to see uh, more and more issues. Very good. Anything else you want to share today? Jeff, I think that's it. Uh, everybody stay as cool as you can. And-
Let's get ready for the next day. Richard, always a pleasure. Appreciate it. We'll look forward to the next time. Thank you, Jeff.